going to be the same. Hallelujah. I want to come here by the heads for a short word of prayer. Father, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, King of Kings. We exalt you for a time like this in your presence, O Lord. In your presence, O God, as fullness of joy, joy unspeakable. In your presence, O God, is where we always want to be, Father. We have come because of you this morning. Speak a word in season to us. Let our lives not be the same, O God. As your word comes forth, O God, let healings proceed from your throne. As your word comes forth, let grace be imparted in us, O God. As your word comes forth, O God, let our strength, let us, O God, be built strength in you, O Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Have your way this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, prayer thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I want to welcome you all to church. You are blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to begin, uh, I want to say a big thank you to Daddy for a time to um, for the opportunity to share his where, where his shoes this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to kindly read um Psalm 42, verse 1 to 4. Psalm 42 verses 1 to 4. I'm teaching on a sermon entitled Importance of Fellowship importance of fellowship. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my full day and night, while they continually say to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitudes. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise, with multitude that kept the pilgrim feast. Hallelujah. David was going through a period in his life where he was going through a very distressing time in his life where circumstances prevented him from being in the house of the Lord. And it was impossible for him to go into the house of the God because of the circumstance that he found himself in. But what made David sad, why he would, the reason why David was so sad in his prayer was not the problems he was going through, but the desire that he missed being in the house of God. David was, was hurt in his heart, was grieving in his heart, not because of what he was going through, but because he was missing an encounter with God in his house. I believe that this shows that there's something about fellowship. There's something important about fellowship. And that's what I want to take you through this morning. There's something about being the house of God and fellowshipping with other Christians. When we talk about fellowship, fellowship or kononia as, as we also call it, is a physical assembling of believers under one roof for a common purpose or for a mutual benefit. When we talk about fellowship, it's the assembling of believers physically together under one roof for the common of, of uh, uh, for a common purpose of a mutual benefit. And we see that in the Act two verse forty two. Act two verses forty two. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. They they continued in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And when you talk about fellowship, it's being coming together physically under one roof 
to, to pray to, I mean, there's a whole lot of things that, that's associated with fellowship. Hallelujah. Fellowship is the act of maintaining a relationship with God and the body of Christ. Fellowship is the act of maintaining a relationship with God and the body of Christ. When we talk about the body of Christ, we see that verse in uh, Ephesians 5, verse 29 to 30. Fellowship is a relationship that you maintain. Ephesians 5, verse 29 to 30. For no one, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. Look at verse 30. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Hallelujah. So it means that when we come together, we are fellows, we are maintaining a relationship together. It was like yesterday or so, I was, I was listening to news and somebody was complaining that he has not seen his family for about three months now. And he was, he was, I mean, he was grieving because he has not seen his parents. Amen. That is how it is. When we come together, we come to maintain the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Let me emphasize this, that fellowship in the house of God is not another social gathering. Fellowship in the house of God is not another social gathering. You cannot compare it to a funeral. You cannot compare it to a wedding or an adultery or naming or anything because fellowship has to do with God and fellowship benefits you spiritually and, and physically. Hallelujah. Fellowship also signifies or indicates your place of dwelling. Fellowship, it also signifies or indicates your place of dwelling or your spiritual covering. Hallelujah. Psalm 84 verse 1 to 4. Psalm 84 verse 1 to 4. It says, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. The same thing, look, look at this, look at verse 2. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of my Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Look at verse 3. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Look at verse 4. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They shall still be praising you. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Dwelling in place is where you always can be found. Your dwelling is where you always are, where you make it your home. This morning I was thinking, I said that we need, it's a time that we need to make the church of God a personal. It's not about pastor's church. It's not God's church. It's my church. I want to be there. If you have a business, will you abandon your business for so long? No. He said, a, 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 a dwelling is where you can always be found. Look at something seven verse 4. Something seven verse 4. Where you can always be found. When they are looking for you, they can always find you there. It's the one thing I have the son of the Lord. That I may seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, be, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. One thing is that one thing I seek and desire is I may dwell always. I will always be in the house of God. Glory to God. 
Will they find you at a chop a chop passport? Will they find you in a friend's house? Will they find you in your house? In the comfort of your home? When they are looking for you, where will they find you? Bible says the time came they were looking for Jesus. Look at some look look to verse 46. The county came, they were looking for Jesus. His, his mother and father could not find him. Look at where they found him. Where they found him. Look to verse 46. So it was after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Where can you be found? On Sunday morning, when they are looking for you, where can they find you? Would they always let it become a part of you that on Sunday morning, oh, I've been at home, oh, sorry, go to Christ and you find her there. She's always in church. Your place of dwelling. Let me talk to you about the significance of fellowship, of constant fellowship. Significance of constant fellowship. Number one, it shows your heart for God and the things of God. It shows your heart. Let me tell you something. As you sit here this morning, it's not because of anything. Because you love God, that's why you are here. It shows your heart for God and the things of God. Look at Psalm 26 verse 8. Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. David said, Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. He loves to be in the house of God. Let me tell you something. Your constant fellowship in church shows where your heart is. It shows that God is the number one priority in your life. It shows that you have you have a heart for him. Let me tell you something. It's not what you say that Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, but it is what you do. Your constant being in the house of God shows that you love God. Let me tell you something. Your heart for God will determine how far you go to you go in life. Your heart for God. You constantly being in church will determine how well your life will become. Hallelujah. Number two, what's the significance of constant fellowship? It shows your faithfulness to God. It shows your faithfulness to God. Psalm 84 verse 10. You being in church every Sunday, you being in church continuously, amen. You come to church, it shows your faithfulness to God. This this particular word, it touches my heart so much. Then he said, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tent of wickedness. I would rather be a doorkeeper, I want to come to church and just be at the gates, than to be in my house, than to be in the comfort of my home. I would rather come to church and stay at the gates and listen to the word of God. I would rather be in the house of God than be anywhere else on the Sunday morning. I would rather. Faithfulness is proven in difficult times. Faithfulness to God is proven in difficult times. Some people are driven to church by their needs. Some people are driven to church because of what they need from God. They seek after God for his hand. 
And I have people to do, they come, they, they seek for God, not because of anything. If God blesses me, does not bless me. I will still be in his house. Such people, when there's rain or there's sun, or when there's rain or no rain, rain or sunshine, they will always find them in the house of God. Because they have a heart for God. It's not because of what I want. It's not because of anything I need. Because I need God. Faithfulness is proven in difficult
when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Look at somebody and just say one place. One place. They were all with one accord at one place. One place. One place. They were all in one place. They were all in one place. That's how come the Holy Spirit was released upon them. Those who were faithfully at one place was released upon them. And I believe strongly that it was not amongst all the disciples, not everyone received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because it was only those who were faithfully at one place in fellowship. They released the power. The power of the Holy Ghost was released upon them. Those who were faithfully in fellowship. Faithfully. On the weekday service, they were faithfully there. On the Friday service, they were faithfully there. On the Sunday, they were there. There, there, there. May you never miss a station. I said, I pray, may you never miss a station. In the name of Jesus, your attitude towards God determines what you receive. Your faithfulness towards God in your attitude, it determines what you receive from God. Number three, your attitude towards God shows your trust in the Lord. It shows your trust. Philippians 1, verse 3 to 6. Your constant fellowship shows your trust. It shows your trust in God. So I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Look at verse 4, please. Always in every prayer of mine, making requests of you in all my good with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Look at verse 6. Being confident, so based on the fellowship, it said that being confident of this. Very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. When you are faithfully in the Christ, you are faithfully in the house of God, constantly in the house of God. What God has had to do in your life in this year, He will bring it into completion. And I speak that prophetically over your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. It shows your trust in God. When Of 
God and it's connected to constant fellowship. Connected. When you plant something, when you plant a seed and you always water it and it's not removed, you are always watering it. The seed will by all means grow and bear fruit. But when you always with water, one day you water, tomorrow it's removed. When you water, it, it will never grow. It will never bear fruit. That is what the chapter is saying. Let me talk to you about the dangers of avoiding fellowship. Dangers. I mean, there are so many dangers. You know, but I want to just emphasize on one because it's the utmost, it's the first seed that you always sow. Dangers of avoiding fellowship. Let me tell you something. Sometimes in life, circumstances make it difficult. Sometimes certain, certain situations make it difficult to be in the house of God. For example, when you give birth. Or for example, when you travel. I mean, sometimes I mean, it becomes difficult to always be in the house of God on a Sunday. You know, but when you stay away for too long, it becomes dangerous. When you get to the point where you're, you're comfortable at where you are, in your comfort of your whole homes, it becomes dangerous. Hallelujah. Tell somebody it becomes dangerous. It becomes dangerous. Hallelujah. There are so many dangers, but I want to emphasize on one, and that is the lukewarmness. Look. Amen. It's, it's dangerous. Some, some of us, you haven't been in church for two months. I'm just watching you on Facebook. You haven't been in church for two months, and you're comfortable. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. Hallelujah. Lukewarmness is a loss of interest in God and the things of God. Look at Revelation 3 verse 16. I'm coming to a close. Look, homeless is a, is, is a lack of interest. A lack of interest. And, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a lack of interest in God and the things of God. It begins to lose interest. And the angel of the Lord of the church in Sardis said, uh, Sardis in, and the angel of the church in Sardis writes, this thing says who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. That you have that you that you have a name, but you are alive, but they are dead. I, I want to emphasize on this verse. Let me jump. Let me just let me tell you something. Um, look on the state where you lose, you're neither hot nor cold. I mean you begin to lose interest in the things of God. You 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 and it's it's a state where you you are neither there, you're neither here nor there. I mean you, you are it is a slow poison. Lukewarmness is a slow poison and it's a tactic of the enemy. Hallelujah. And look at Revelation 3, verse 16. Revelation 3, verse 16. Hallelujah. It says, So then, because you are lukewarm and neither hot, cold, nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Revelation 3, verse 16. So then, because you're neither look, you, you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you. What then God detests is lukewarmness. Lukewarmness is a sin of the devil. It's a tactic of the devil, of the devil, of the enemy. And it's a sign why you always want to be the comfort of your own home. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a sign why you become, and it's also a sign that you become a prey to the enemy. You are becoming a prey, a target to attack. Let me tell you something, people of God. Let me tell you something emphatically. When the enemy wants to attack you, the first part of call is take you out of church. Yeah. Take you out of church. I mean, when the church doors were closed, pastors were, were, were praying for the people because it was, it's dangerous. It's, it's dangerous. 
in as much as our safety is important, it's also dangerous. When it's prolonged, when it's prolonged, it's dangerous. How does the enemy deter you from coming to church? Or how does he make you become lukewarm? How does he get you to become lukewarm? Number one, he gets you very busy. Sometimes he can get you very, very, you, you seem to be very, you come and you become as busy body. Look at Ephesians 5, verse 16 to 17. Ephesians 5, 16 to 17. You become a busy body, a busy body of a sudden. Amen. He said, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Look at verse 17. Therefore, do not, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You must know, you and I must know the times we are in. It's not an ordinary time. The enemy can get you so busy. And the focus is that, listen, it takes you out of church. Things that are not so important to you become, begin to become important to you. You become so busy. Circumstances become make it so realistically difficult for you to go to church. Sunday morning, I mean, you are busy. All of a sudden, Sunday morning, you have to wash your clothes. All of a sudden, Sunday morning, Sunday morning, I mean, somebody comes to you Sunday morning when you have to be in church. You are busy. Number two, how does the enemy take you out of church or get you look cool, becoming lukewarm? Number two, he make, it gives you excuses. Excuses. Things that are not important, the king suddenly become important to you. Excuses. I mean, I mean this, this COVID-19 time, I mean, look at the protocol in the church. I mean, look at the space in the church. There's vertical cut out there. There's a there, there's temperature can out there. They have, they have sanitizers. There's every protocol has been, it's been observed. The church even has a quarantine room. My God, I miss all of this. You still want to stay the comfortable house? It's an excuse. I said this word. It's an excuse. Look at Luke 14, verse 18 to 20. And it's the enemy. Let me tell you something. If you know how the enemy works, you'll not you'll not play. You'll not play along some of these things. You'll not play along. I mean, you'll not, you will not play along. You'll not play along. You not play alone. You are listening to me on Facebook. You are watching to me this Sunday morning. Please be in church. For all sake, be in church. Now it happened as they went into the house of one of the or the ruler of the Pharisee. Luke 14, 18, 18 to twenty. Luke fourteen eighteen to twenty, please. Since 
to when the marriage deprives you of time to change. Hallelujah. There are excuses. You go to the mall. You go to market. Nobody checks your temperature in the market. Nobody checks the temperature at the salon. Nobody gives you hand sanitizer. You go to work. You sit in church room. You go anywhere you want to go. When it comes to the house of God, excuse. Be careful. Excuse is a fruit of, of, of lack of desire or interest in things of God. I want to kind of write this verse. I can't read it because of time. Second Timothy 4 verse 2. Know the times we are in and stop making excuses. When it's Sunday morning, please be in church. It's for your own good. It's for your own safety. Leviticus 6 verse 12. Listen, your fire must always be burning before God. But the Bible says in Proverbs 20 verse 27 that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The candle is before the Lord. Let me have it. Leviticus 6 verse 12. The and the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. Your fire must always be burning. Let me tell you something. When you will stay back in the house of God, how was your Christian life like? How was the relationship like? You watching on Facebook, how is the relationship with God like? Let me read the Bible. Your prayer life has become some way. Watch it. And become in a pray. And it's your responsibility and my responsibility to keep our fire burning all the time. And it's not your responsibility and my responsibility. And let me tell you something. If the witness is dead, but I can always say this. If the witness is dead, there will always be a way. If you have the witness to be in the house of God, nothing will deprive you to be in the house of God. Nothing. Because the will is not there. And the enemy is killing the will with, with lukewarmness. Lukewarmness is killing the will. Glory to God. Let me talk about the benefits of constant fellowship. Just a few. Just a mission. Just to come to too close. Number one, deliverance is assured. Constant fellowship, deliverance is assured. So 91 verse 1 to 11. I want to give you that verse to me. come too close. Deliverance is assured. Let me ask you a question. If God who has kept you since COVID 19, this coronavirus outbreak, the God who has kept you from March up to now, when you go to the market, when you go in, the God who has kept you at all these places, can't he protect you in his own house? The God who has kept you. I mean, you have been, you are an extra careful, yes. Somebody who's a nurse has been extra careful still comes under the virus. You have been so careful that God has kept you and your family from this virus after from March. Can't he keep you in this house? Keep yourself in this house. Psalm 91, verse 1 to 11, please. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Ephesus says, He who dwells. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the bone 